what's up people welcome back to my pod where i'm pushing positivity purpose and peace to all student athletes because we're not just winning in our sport but in our mind body and soul on this pod i wanted to talk about isolation i wanted to talk about isolation how to rely on god in this uncomfortable space isolation can mean many things right like there's physical isolation like COVID 2020. I was an athlete during COVID 2020 and y'all, it was so bad. Like my anxiety was up. I couldn't even, we weren't even allowed to hang out with our teammates really at the time. And then if someone got COVID and you was the one that went to go hang out, you felt like, oh snap, like it was me. I gave everybody COVID. Like it was so crazy, but I, that time I was physically isolated, which caused this feeling of loneliness, lacking community, right? And then there's another type of isolation that's mental, where we don't feel seen, we don't feel heard, we don't feel accepted, we feel rejected, we feel like nobody really understands what we're going through. That is a very real type of isolation, and it's not fun. Like, when you're around people and you just, you feel like you're still alone, right? That type of isolation hits different as well. And during these times of isolation, whether it's physical or it's mental, we don't really go to God all the time. Like, that's not our first thought. It's like, let me go to social media, let me go to a relationship. Let me go get find a little boo for the moment. Let me go let me go to movies. Let me go to eating. Let me go to whatever. We we figure out all these ways to try to fill us up, to try to bring us some happiness, to try to bring us some type of energy. And we get it, but it it just kind of fiddles out. It goes away. And if you reflect on your life where you went to things, material things, worldly things that wasn't God, you, I'm confident you would come to the same conclusion of like, this doesn't really last. It's situational and it's external. So it can be taken away. And when it does, it's like you're left lonely again. You're left feeling isolated. The reason why it's important to go to God in isolation is because He's the only one who knows what this season, what the purpose of this season for you is for. He's the only one that can give you the strength, that can give you the joy, that can give you the power to overcome this season and ultimately learn what you're supposed to learn. I know for me, being in isolation during COVID, I learned so much about God. And that's not to say I always went to him when I should have. But over that span of time, I had to learn how to trust him. I 2020 is when I learned the power of worship, like worshiping God, how that literally released the weight because I'm looking up. I'm looking to who is greater than all my problems, greater than all my insecurities, greater than all my fears. I'm looking up. And that is able to remind my soul, like, who's in charge, right? Because our, our flesh, our soul, we forget really fast. God knows this. 
That's why God tells us to meditate on the word daily. Because he knows that our flesh is faculty and it forgets all the goodnesses that he's done for us. And with isolation, only God can help us reveal what type of isolation it is. Is it an intentional isolation for his purpose for you? Maybe he's trying to get your attention. Or is it self-inflicted isolation? A personal example is sometimes when, because I'm a perfectionist and I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist I'm trying to get rid of it (laughs) but as a recovering perfectionist and someone that just really strives to be great in a lot of areas when I struggle or if I feel um, frustrated I tend to isolate and I tend to just be to myself it could be trust maybe I don't trust other people right it could be putting too much pressure on myself to get whatever accomplishment or goal And not really trusting in God. Whatever reason it is, I tend to isolate. That's self-inflicted and that's not God designed. That's not what he wanted. Like when I'm afraid to go by myself. When I'm mad to retreat and be by myself. Don't get me wrong. There is a time and a place where you have to charge up and you have to regroup and you have to process. But I'm saying long-term isolation, that's not in God's will. That's not what he wants for us. And being in his word and being in his community, you can realize like maybe this isolation feeling is a product of my thinking. Maybe it's a product of my perspective. Maybe there are people that really care about me. Maybe I'm just focusing on the ones that don't. Right. And that's making me kind of be to myself. Maybe maybe this situation isn't as bad. And we find that through prayer with God. Right. And then there's intentional isolation which we see all throughout scripture, which I've experienced in my life, where you feel you are in environments where maybe you're the oddball or maybe you're the only Christian or maybe you're you're just different for some reason. And people don't understand you. People may tease you and you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm alone. Maybe you're the only person of color in a space or maybe you're the only white person in a space whatever it is you just feel different you feel alone you feel like people don't understand sometimes God has us in those isolated situations so we can turn to him for what we really need a couple examples in the bible that I think are dope that perfectly illustrate what I'm talking about is Jonah and Joseph okay so Jonah is self-inflicted isolation so if you don't know this the story of Jonah in the well God gave Jonah instruction to go preach at Nineveh okay to teach the I don't know what they're called whatever the people living there were called to teach them okay hold on Ninevites that's who they are anyways God told Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach repentance to the Ninevites. And Jonah was like, "Mm, I don't think so. Like, they don't deserve salvation. They're so bad. Like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really think that's what's best. So I'm just going to go over here to Joppa. And how many of us do that? God's like, you need to forgive. It's like, um, 
no see like they need to remember what they done so i'm i'm just gonna sit here and like even though i feel bitter and even though they're in my head more than i'm in their head i'm just gonna like not forgive or oh you tell me to you tell me to love my enemy Mm, you tell me to serve even though i don't get recognition that's not really like convenient for me god i don't i don't really know and then we wonder why nobody serves us or why our world keeps getting smaller and smaller right so we've all been like jonah in different situations where god tells us something through his word through prayer through the holy spirit and we're like uh i don't know god about that and so he goes the opposite way on a ship and there were storms all these things were going on and the people on the ship started praying to other gods lowercase g gods and they realized it was because of jonah that they were having issues so jonah was like throw me off the ship you know what i'm saying he was like dang i don't know what's going on and that happens so often when we don't follow god we allow ourselves to be in the wilderness for longer than he intended we allow ourselves to be in situations he never had in store for us right to be in these storms that are a product of sin that are a product of disobeying the father and so Jonah's like f it right like forget it just throw me off the ship I give up like just throw me off the ship so they end up throwing him off the ship y'all And then this huge whale comes and swallows my boy Jonah up, swallows him up. And he's in the whale for three days, three nights. Crazy. That's physical isolation, right? Due to disobedience, due to our perspective, due to our our will, right? And he was by himself and he got out of that well because he finally asked God to forgive him and he was willing to do the will of God. And the story of Jonah is self-inflicted, right? That's one way to look at it. Like that was self-inflicted isolation. On the contrary, there's a story of Joseph where it wasn't his fault. He was isolated, right? Like, it's not your fault that you're different. It's not your fault that you that COVID happened. It's not your fault that you're on a team that doesn't like you or not all the time. Because some of y'all, you, some of y'all are mean and lazy and okay, I might cut this out. But sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes it's not your fault that your coaches quit and you get another coach that doesn't like you. Whatever the situation is, it's not your fault you got hurt. It sucks, right? And Joseph literally went through the same thing. His brothers were jealous of him and they sold him off to slavery. Okay? So he was isolated. They put him in a pit, isolation. They sold him off to slavery. So now he's not even with his own people. Isolation again that he didn't choose. And he was a slave for 13 years to the Egyptians he was a slave that sucks he didn't do anything wrong like he was just like yeah God gave me visions and he told me that you guys were gonna like bow down to me and it's gonna be great and they're just like nah you think you're all that like throw him in a pit 
And I don't know about y'all, but I've experienced that where some people, they see you're confident or they see that you have joy and they just want to tear you down. That sucks. And they misinterpret your intentions. That's that's a terrible feeling. So Joseph goes through this season. But later on in the story, we find out it was God's will because God was strengthening him in the isolation right? He was molding his heart, his desires. And it got to the point where Joseph was in charge of Egypt. He actually saved the Egyptian province from a famine because he was able to tell Pharaoh a dream that the Lord gave to him and they were able to have food. And so his brothers come back, not even recognizing Joseph because it's been a cool minute come back asking, begging for food. And Joseph is like, he has to step away. Cause he's like, yo, these are the people that did me so dirty. Like these are, this is my family that rejected me. This is a situation. They put me through hell and back. And here they are asking for my help. Do you know what, how Joseph must have felt? Do you know the temptation to literally just like, oh, you want my help? What's up? But he chose to obey God He chose to forgive. He chose to serve them anyway. And his brothers were able to see the mercy of God, the love of God in his obedience. And they were able, he was able to help his family and generations, right? The point of me telling these two stories is because whether you're in isolation, because maybe you are going away from God or you're turning away from people because of your past or trust issues Or it's because of things you can't control, circumstances that are out of your ability to manipulate. Either way, you must seek God. Because only he can turn your isolation into glory. Only he can give you the proper perspective to say, hey, this isolation is self-inflicted or hey, this tough season, I have you in this place to be a light because I know it's coming down the corner. I know that your family is going to need you or I know that even though you're not playing, I still need you to serve because I know that eventually your somebody's going to go down. They're going to need you to step up. If you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to be in a good position to step up. You're going to fail. You're, you're going to mess up and you're going to prove you're going to prove them right. Or I need you to still be nice and polite, because even though you're not getting what you want on your team, them seeing the light of God is way more important than getting what you want right now. And it sucks. Right. But like I'm saying, God is the only one that can turn a difficult situation through obedience to glory, to fruit, to where you're overflowing and others are reaping the benefits of your fruit, okay? It's hard, it's tough. It's tough to serve a coach that you don't agree with or respect. It's tough to be around teammates that are um, not the nicest, right? It's tough to serve when you're not getting what you want. It's tough to be positive when you're injured and you are another form of isolation you couldn't necessarily control. It's tough when you have homework and you have games and you have family issues and it feels like everything's just closing in and you don't know how to get out you're tired 
right? You're tired. You're worried. You're you're trying to do so much. Only God can give you the strength and the perspective you need to come out victorious. And I'm saying this from experience as well. Like, there have been times I wanted to give up. There have been times I'm like, God, I don't even know how I'm going to go to practice today. Like, I don't want to do this. Not because I didn't love my sport, right? I played Division One basketball. If you guys watch my other videos, I mentioned that. And a little bit of my story, if you watch my intro. And I didn't always have it easy. I, w- I would argue I, I've never had it easy. But a, a lot of people don't. Entering this space of college basketball or even the pursuit of being um, an athlete at the next level, it, it's difficult. There's a lot that you're trying to manage, And I just want to submit to you, when you go through these seasons of isolation, frustration, think about who you're going to turn to. Think about what is going to truly give you a sustainable strength and joy and power in the situation. It's not going to be anything external. I'm going to just give you that hint right now. Maybe it was not even a hint. Maybe it was just a flat out answer, but it's nothing nothing else but Jesus nothing else I'm telling you I've tried it I've searched the world and it couldn't fill me man's empty praise and treasures and fame were never enough I've always felt empty and when I gave when I when I gave my fears and my anxieties and my will to Christ it was hard it was so hard I thought I knew everything I thought my plan was best um you know I got hurt right at the end of my season I thought I was gonna go professional and I had everything set up I couldn't go because of my herniated disc and I was pissed and I was like God how how is this even making sense this is not what we talked about like this is not the game plan But from my experiences, my prior experiences, I knew to turn to God. I knew to seek him, even though I didn't feel like it. I knew to worship him, even though I didn't feel like it, right? And that brings me to this point. How do we seek God in isolation? I'm going to tell you. We seek God in isolation through his word, through his the Bible, right? It's living. And if People make arguments about the Bible. And I'm not even going to entertain those because if you read it, that thing speaks to your soul, to your spirit in a way that no other book does. So I'm not even going to give that energy of, oh, it's old. It's it's outdated. God's word is never outdated. It withstands time. I'm just going to put that out there. And I got the fruit. To prove it, I see the fruit from others' lives that have been obedient. His word is tea. If you, look, I'm going to give you a seven-day free trial to read the Bible every day. It don't even got to be long. I'm going to say five, five, seven minutes. Read it every day for seven days. And 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 y'all comment in the chat what happened. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But his word, prayer. In isolation, it's important to pray. It's important to pray all the time, but in isolation, especially prayer, 
That's how, that's it. That's a way to connect with your higher power with the Lord. Community, getting around other believers, right? Faith comes by hearing. So if you're just by yourself, who's going to be that light in a dark space? Who's going to be able to lift you up? Who's going to be able to pray over you? Who's going to be able to encourage you? You can't, even though you want to be by yourself, you got to, you got to go in community, good community. Be wise about who you choose to open up to, right? And lastly, but not least, worship. I'm telling y'all, it's a hack. Worship on the word. Worship even when you don't feel like it. There's times I'm like, God, I do not feel like worshiping you. Like, my heart is hard right now. I don't get you. I don't get why you got me going through this. This doesn't make sense. And even though I wanted to not worship him, I denied my flesh and I worshiped him. And I was bawling, ugly crying. And when I was done worshiping, I felt peace. I felt peace that transcend all understanding. It wasn't from my own strength. There's times I've been having anxiety attacks in 2020, y'all, and I would just be crying out to God, and then all of a sudden, it was gone. I could not make this up. It did not come from me, because if it came from me, I would, I would just not have anxiety. I literally cried out to God, crying in my bed, and just this blanket, this warmth of just peace and, like, Everything is going to be fine came over me and I didn't have it. And I slept well. Okay. (laughs) I slept excellent. All right. Worship is your superpower. It's your superpower. It's a great reminder of who God is in your life and how much he loves you. All right. Now. Before I wrap up this pod. Relying on God in isolation. I want to give you guys a scripture that I love. It's it's really tea. It's really tea. This scripture is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me. Did you see that? Come to me. Not your friends. Not relationship. Not social media. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. He will give you rest, y'all. Sometimes we wonder why we don't have rest. But have we been going to God? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he's not talking about an egg yoke, y'all he's no and if you thought so that's really okay because I thought it was an egg yolk too and I was like what but let me just so a yolk that he's talking about it's it's really deep he's describing the submission and relationship between you and Christ right this is Jesus talking and he's saying if you submit to me I will give you rest. I will give you the kingdom, right? You will be able to inherit the kingdom. And he is also referring to in ancient culture, the yoke that used to go on the bulls to carry things. It looks like, look, y'all, I'm trying to, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm trying to show y'all. It's one of the things that would go on the bull, the cow, and people would place things on it to carry And what God is trying to say to you is like, 
when you come to him, he doesn't want you to carry those burdens. He doesn't want you to carry the burdens of the world, the stress of trying to figure out your life. Like people are like, I manifested this. I manifested that to a certain degree. Yeah. Like self just, just relying on like positive affirmations and whatnot that gets you only so far to where it's like, you're going to get hit with situations where you realize you can't manifest yourself out of that situation. You need Christ. You need God. You need somebody to where, like, when you start doubting your own affirmations, they're not just things you made up because it sounds good, but it's rooted in the God of the universe. Not the universe. The God of the universe. The one who made the universe. His word is what you can rely on because you know it's eternal it's never changing and it's been here throughout time so when you say I am enough it's not just I'm enough because I think I'm enough today and then the next day you're like I don't think I'm enough so I'm not enough it's like I'm enough no matter how I feel right so going back to the verse learn from me for I am gentle and humble in your heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light God loves you so much and I see so many people struggle in isolation struggle with their mental and I just can't sit back and watch people crumble I really can't with what I know it's tempting to just keep it to myself but I truly can't because God has brought me through some ish y'all God has really brought me through some terrible mindsets, some terrible perspectives of myself, some terrible cynical like thinking of just like hopelessness. And I see people others with it as well and I have to tell y'all like this is the only way. It's the only way. You want to you want to test me? Just look around, just observe what fruit people are getting from their actions, from what they're saying. And what fruit comes with obeying the word of God and coming to him when you are in isolation when you are in a struggle when you have fear as athletes there's not always a lot of time for self-reflection and you really have to be intentional about your relationship with God because it's really easy to just go through the motions and just do what you got to do but I wouldn't I just want to encourage y'all to make time for God He cares about you. He cares about your sport, right? He cares about how you represent him on the field, on the court. He cares about it. He wants you to have fun. He wants you to bring glory to him. He wants to use you to be a vessel. He wants you to have success, right? Because God doesn't lose. There ain't one time God lost. So God's a winner. You know what I'm saying? Like he he loves it, but you're not going to be able to be the best athlete have the best experience unless you abide in the Lord. So that is it for this episode. I love you guys. Um, And if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to add, anything you want me to expand on, I would love to. Like I said, I'm, I'm sharing you what God has revealed to me, what I've experienced personally, and I'm praying that you guys receive it and it's a blessing over your life. All right, y'all. Peace.